Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 23rd of December, 2023. Flyers Daily, as always, presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. It's a 7-6 shootout loss for the Flyers uh, in Detroit, but I think one of the most meaningful games that they will play in this rebuild. I'll expound on that in a moment, but let's get to some of the particulars from this game. Flyers end up out shooting Detroit 43-37. They out hit them 13-12. Flyers had 47 penalty minutes. I think 27 of those went to Nick Sealer, who was ejected from the game. Flyers playing three and four, and then they were playing uh, without a D-man, so they had to go with a five-man rotation on the blue line. And uh, to say the first period didn't go well would be an understatement. Patrick Kane opened the scoring his third of the season to make it 1-0, 430 in. Then Patrick Kane picked up his fourth of the season, second of the game at 816 in the first period to make it 2-0. Then Brink cut the lead in half at the nine-minute mark. Farabee and Zamula pick up the assist. But then it's three straight goals by Detroit to wrap up the period. Sprong on the power play, JT Comfer, and then Shane Gossespierre, the former Flyer, gets one late in the period at 1942. So Flyers end the period down 5-1. to one. And we talked about this in yesterday's episode, that I thought the biggest challenge going into this game was two things. Number one was how would Carter Hart perform in the game after he had been out, hadn't played a game in 13 days since that game against Colorado, didn't practice a whole heck of a lot, was dealing with the illness, trying to get things under control there. Would he be sharp? They're not simulating game stuff in practice. It's more management. That was number one. Then number two was just the emotional energy, the mental fatigue of a team that just finished a nine-game point streak and played a ton of really tight games and played a ton, actually, of extra hockey. Played a lot of overtime, a couple shootouts, it has been, you know, very mentally taxing hockey over that nine-game point streak. And when you end the point streak like they did against Nashville on Thursday, everything kind of comes crashing. When you're in it, you're just surviving. Let's try and just extend it another day, extend it another game. And when it's over, it just that's when the weight of all the mental fatigue drills you. And we saw that in the first period. The Flyers did a lot of standing around and watching in that period and they paid the price and they were down five to one in the game they were dead and buried in this game and they went into the locker room and I imagine I I don't know this but I imagine somebody stood up and said first of all we got to be better in front of our goalie Carter Hart gave up five goals in the first period but their tips their rebounds guys aren't being picked up and you know that are there for a rebound and not tying up their sticks there was a lot of lack of detail in their game so they come out in the second period, down 5-1, to one, and Travis Sanheim makes two really good plays by getting pucks to the net, moving laterally to shoot pucks through. The first one at 337 of the second period, Couturier is able to get a stick on it, knock it down, and that beats James Reimer. As Couturier is ninth of the season, it makes it 5-2. All right, 5-2, not that big of a deal. But then at 401, just, what, uh, 24 seconds later, Pretty much the same play. Travis Sanheim, again, moving laterally along the blue line, gets a puck through. Morgan Frost, I was impressed with this play because he gets to the net front, and he knows he's there by himself, and he is calling for Sanheim to get that puck down to the net. And eventually Sanheim does find the lane, shoots it, and Frost has to go across his body backhand to knock it down 
and beat James Reimer, and he does. And now it's 5-3. Period ends. Flyers don't give up anything. That's a big, huge element of this. Because you go into the period and you go, we can't give anything else up, and let's just chip away. And they do. They chip away. They get it to a very manageable two-goal deficit heading into the third. They come out in the third, get a goal from an unlikely source. Garnet Hathaway picks up his third, 5-51 in. Now it's 5-4. And you want all the pressures on Detroit. Flyers are playing with house money. They were dead and buried. They should lose this game 99 times out of 100. But then in 13-30, Scott Lawton picks up his third goal of the season, makes it 5-5, Forster and Farabee with the assist. Lawton assist on the Hathaway goal as well. So that's two goals now from your fourth line. And then at 14-53, just a minute 23 after Lawton ties it, Owen Tippett gets a shot to Reimer. He can't find the rebound. Tippett follows it to the net, finds the puck, puts it in. And now the Flyers are up 6-5. to five. you got to be going, what? Connect the and line him with the assist on the Tippett goal. And then at 15-30, one of the uh, more bizarre goals that you'll see, Dylan Larkin down below the goal line on the left side of the zone, throws the puck to the cage, and it hits off Carter Hart, bad angle, and goes in. It's a bad goal. There's no doubt about it. That's a bad goal. Guy scores below the goal line, I'm pretty sure you can judge that as a bad goal. And uh, Larkin takes advantage of it. Hart doesn't have a good seal on the post, and it kind of handcuffs him. So now the game is tied. Uh, Four and a half minutes to go in the period. They get through that. No scoring. No scoring in overtime. Hart was unbelievable in overtime. Uh, Detroit carried the play in the overtime. And the reason that impresses me so much is because it was a night where he gave up a five spot in the first. And then gives up the Larkin goal, which is categorically, you cannot deny it. It's a bad goal. But he stayed in and battled. And he made an enormous save right before the buzzer in overtime on a two-on-one on Shane Gostaspare. Just came darting across with the blocker and made an unbelievable save. Then you get to the shootout to bring it. Doesn't even really get a shot off. Couturier ends up shooting wide. Raymond beats Hart. Bobby Brink can't beat James Reimer, who's sprawled out. And then Patrick Kane uh, picks up the second Detroit goal, and that wins it. But an absolute thriller of a game, a roller coaster of, oh, my God, they don't have it tonight. This is hideous. Um, Are they going to start trending in the wrong direction? You see the hot takes all over social media, blah, blah, blah. Um, But they somehow battle back. Now, there was some chatter when we were talking at the first intermission Uh, During the game last night, Brian Smith and I, um, would they pull Hart in this situation? Five goals in the first. I think it was on 13 shots. Obviously not good numbers. Do you pull him? And my opinion at the time, and I tweeted this out as well, was you do not pull him. One, because he hadn't played in 13 days. He hadn't practiced a ton. He needs to get his game back. He needs to battle through this. Plus, Erickson just played five straight games for the Flyers. And he played both games of the three and four, the first two. So he played Tuesday, Thursday. You know, statistically speaking, you don't play the goaltender in that. I thought you leave Hart in there, you let him battle through it, and you take something from this game. He battled through it. And even though he gave up the bad goal that ended up tying it with Dylan Larkin, um, I think he can take a lot from this game. And I think the team can take a ton from this game. Uh, You know, the big thing for me with this game and and I know it's only one point and you guys know how I feel about uh the loser point the 
point you get in overtime for a loss, um, and there's no moral victories. But what this game symbolizes to me is as important as the development of Bobby Brink or Owen Tippett or Morgan Frost or Travis Sanheim taking his game to a new level or Sean Couturier uh, refinding what he has been as a player after 21 months off or Travis Konechny going to the next level. All of these things and, and more. Wrist align and play him with structure and still having a ferocity to him. Uh, Sean Walker, Nick Sealer, all, all of it. Cam York's development. The thing that's so important about this game in this rebuild is it's an identity. Because I think in sports, I've always believed this. An identity has to be, first and foremost, it has to be organic. You can't say, we're going to be this and then be it and have it the case. You have to, it has to organically develop. And we've seen this team play really hard this year. They played hard last year, but it's been different this year. And they've battled. But having that organic identity is true identity, which means it 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 is not just some made-up, oh, we're a team that's hard to play against. Everybody wants to be a team that's hard to play against. But this is, you know, definitive examples of a team that doesn't quit, that is resilient. And this identity is one of the elements that they lost for the last bunch of years. They weren't sure what they were. They went from being the biggest team in the NHL to being the smallest team in the NHL. They overcorrected the steering wheel. You have to figure out what you're going to be. They're still not a big team, but they're going to be a resilient team, a team that no matter what the situation, and this was self-inflicted. That first period being down 5 that was self-inflicted. They dug the hole that they put themselves in with the way they played. And we understand why. There was a lack of energy. They're playing 3-4. and four. Detroit hadn't played since Wednesday. The Flyers, did the point streak ended, blah, 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 all of that stuff. That, that stuff happens in an 82-game season. But they dug the hole, and then they regrouped it after the first period, and they came back and said, let's try and dig ourselves out. We got ourselves into this mess. The only people that are going to get us out of it are us. And they came together. And look, teams change every offseason. The chemistry, the locker room, the dynamic, it all changes. But this is something that can carry forward. It's something we had here for years. We've been missing it. And it's a resiliency and it's a respect. And they went out there and... They earned a point when they had no right to earn a point. And they come away from that game. Yeah, they probably don't feel great because they didn't win it. But deep down, they know that that game means a lot organizationally for a team that's in a rebuild. It just means a lot. It is very important to have an organization and a belief of respect. It's why I'm against losing on purpose and tanking and fielding an inferior roster on purpose for the hopes of landing, you know, the top pick in a lottery system. You know, that's disrespect. This was a game that I think can be cited at some point that in, in a really meaningful situation. When you go through something and you respond to it, 
and you get something out of it. Now, they didn't win the game, but they got something out. They got a point out of it. You can draw back on these games. Like, if you're in a seven-game series and you find yourself really down in a playoff game, you can draw back on this because you've been there and you've succeeded at it. And there's a resilience and a competitiveness and an honest way of playing. You know, you're not going to always have your best game. They didn't in the first period, but they played their butts off from there on out. So for that, it was a very impressive, and it was a fun game. I don't love games like this. I like more tight games. Crazy part is these two teams played each other six days prior, and it was a one nothing game when Sam Erson shut out the Detroit Red Wings. So six days ago, they play a game to one nothing. Last night, they play 7-6. Pretty wild, this, this NHL thing. So just an entertaining game and kind of a, a good way to go to the break here for the holiday. Players will get four days off, go recharge, get away from the game. It's been a grind for them so far, and they've worked hard, and they've gotten good results. So they should be happy about that. But get away from the game, recharge, come back for the road trip, and then get after the unofficial second half of the season after that. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. We'll be back tomorrow, Christmas Eve edition of Flyers Daily.